Welcome to episode 91 of Crack the Customer Code. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. I love Audible. How about you, Adam? I have been an Audible member for quite a long time. More of the uh, Amazon addiction crack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They've got us. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's really neat, and I like it's it's interesting because books are books. You know, they're either good or they're bad. Here, the book can be good, but the reader can be bad, yep. or the reader can be good, and the book can be bad, or it can just be a bad type of information for uh, audio. But I love having the option because I use it when I'm walking to the train. I use it when I'm doing all sorts of other things. My favorite audiobook recently was Amy Poehler's Yes, Please. Such a good audiobook, seriously. If you are going to use this trial, which I hope you will, listeners, please check that out because she brings in guest stars. She has Carol Burnett. She has Seth Meyers. She has all these people. It's super, super fun and entertaining to listen to. So, oh, so I they're, highly they're actually reading like they're, they're yeah. coming into. Oh, that's great. Wow. She, she did a really incredible job. So anyway. Oh, and by the way, I'm Jeannie Walters <laughs> 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 and I'm here with the OG of customer service, Adam Toporek. Woohoo! Thank you. OG, I am so keeping that one. That, 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 that's going on a shirt. <laughs> Customer service OG. <laughs> well, you know, we've been around for a while. I think we can say that now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, uh, you know, I've learned not to say that. So I'll say it about myself, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I am an ingenue. <laughs> yes, you, you are. You're very much. <laughs> Well, today we're talking about something that's pretty close to both of our hearts, I think, and that's how do we make time for training and how what's a good way to do that in today's 24-7, all the time, everything's on world? How are organizations supposed to do this, Adam? I can, I'm channeling my wife now because my first thing that went in my head is you can't actually make time, Jeannie. You know, time <laughs> is finite <laughs> or infinite, but the, the day yes. is fine. The day is finite. True. Uh, so, True. yes. And that's actually, though I'm joking around, that's part of the problem. That is part of the challenge is there are only 24 hours a day. There are only X number of hours of working day, you know, for a working day, depending on your company per shift, however you want to look at it. So how do you find time to make training work? Right. And it's really tough. I come from retail, and let me tell you, that is the industry where training is okay. Maybe uh, you're going to talk to Jim there for 20 minutes. He's going to show you how to log in and uh, be up front for a huddle at 6 o'clock, and thanks. Yes, you exactly. Know? And, I mean, that's retail. That's food service. And obviously, there are, there are lots of trainings, and the bigger companies have better, more developed training programs, but it is always a challenge. It was a challenge in all the businesses I've ever been in because when you're hiring, you're short. Right. I mean, right. that's it. You're not, it's not like a creative class kind of job where you're hiring and, okay, we're going to add somebody to the team. When you're hiring, like stuff is literally not getting done for customers right then and there. And it becomes very apparent when things are not going well in times of crisis. Yes. <laughs> and so I think one of the reasons we're talking about this today is because Chipotle has been in the news for the last several months for lots of different reasons, which they would like us not to discuss here. Well, we will. <laughs> sure. We'll just say they've had to deal with some crisis management stuff. We'll just say right. that. Right. And everybody knows, like, they had some outbreaks and things, and they came forward and said they were changing processes. But then they decided that they were going to close all of their stores simultaneously 
to kind of retrain employees and try to overcome their recent issues. So they did this in early February and they are, uh, that's a big risk. They're closing every single store down. And if you think about the loss of something like that, the loss of revenue on a day or two days, sometimes that's what it takes. But sometimes in times of crisis, you do need to kind of reset and restart. And so I applaud them for doing this because I think it's it's one of the many ways they're going to need to take the steps to really earn trust back. Yeah, and uh, you know, Starbucks did that a while back. And I actually thought theirs was even more interesting than Chipotle's because Chipotle's responding to some crisis issues. Starbucks was actually, if I remember correctly, just responding to their customer service had gone down. That's right. And their customer That's... experience had, had been failing. And they literally said, we've, we've got to do a reset. And I, I think... It's really tough to close down. I can tell you, I come from retail. I come from a, a place where it was, you know, seven days a week open, just like restaurants. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's impossible to get it done. It's really challenging, especially the, these kind of resets without closing, because you've only got one manager. You've usually right. only got one person or trainer who can really do that training. So if you have a staff of 70 or 40 and you can only grab groups of seven to 10 at a time, if you're mm-hmm. lucky, mm-hmm. then you're taking that manager or that supervisor or that trainer's time all week long. And right. usually that's not their only job in these smaller businesses. They're not just a trainer. They're the trainer and the head chef and the right. whatever they may be. Well, and meanwhile, you've got customers coming in, right? Exactly. Like you have people who are coming in. And just this week, I actually went to a Starbucks, which I had not been to before. And I'm going to give you a shout out to the barista because he was so good. But he was he was brand new. And when I walked in, he was super friendly and it was it was uh, like at in the evening, so it wasn't very crowded at all. And when I stopped in, he said, you know, hi, I'm Marquise. What's your name? And I was like, I'm Jeannie. <laughs> <laughs> so nice to meet you. We're so glad you're here. Like he was so into it. It was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And then as I was ordering, he said, oh, you know what? Um, do you have time to wait like five minutes? And I said, I think so. And he's like, because I have not learned how to make this yet. And so I want to make sure it's done right for you. And I want to get my you know, manager to come help me make it. But I want to learn how to make it. So next time you come in, I can make it for you. And he was so earnest and sincere. And his manager came over and helped him and was very patient. And she kept apologizing to me. And you could tell that she was trying to speed up the process. And she was kind of annoyed. Um, and I said, no, no, it's fine. It's great. And at the end, he was so cute because he said, do you, want, do you want a little extra sprinkle of, of cinnamon? <laughs> and she looked at him like, what are you doing? You know. <laughs> but I thought, you know, I, I wish we had more folks like him in the world because he was really trying to learn to do things the right way. And he was being very honest about, you know what, this might take me a little longer. And I think some of that transparency can go a long way. And we've all seen it in restaurants where they bring – somebody around and say they're shadowing me and they're helping. And I think that's, that's really important. But I also think what he did, which I really liked was he checked in with me first. And I think sometimes in those training scenarios where you get somebody who is slower or not really knowing what they're doing and you're the customer, if you don't know they're in training or if you're just in a hurry, it can get pretty bad pretty quickly. So I would encourage those who do take time for training in the moment to just check in with customers as they do it. Right. And he did a great thing with this. We teach that for frontline people. If you're new, 
say you're new. Now you've got to you've got to deliver it right, and not make it sound like an excuse. But say you're new because ninety nine percent of people are understanding. If that's yep. the case. they get it. We've all been new to a job somewhere. Right, exactly. Um, but then you got to do the right things, and he, you know, he checked in with you, which was perfect. Got the manager, so it didn't take four hours. Right, and then he right. offered you some cinnamon, which who doesn't like a little extra <laughs> cinnamon? So, right, it but, was so cute. You know, I do think what Chipotle did and what Starbucks did is really powerful. It's when you can close down, and that's a customer experience challenge by itself. People show up at the restaurant, you're closed. I mean, not, it's not like everybody's going to get the memo. Right. Not everybody's going to read the press release. Chipotle's closed for you know, Monday and Tuesday. So that's a customer experience thing by itself. And there's a whole package you've got to put around that to try to minimize the impact of that. But that one-off training, obviously one-off training is a pretty, I won't say worthless, but doesn't have a lot of value if it's not followed up. But it is great for a reset. Mm-hmm. It's great because it sends a signal. When you mm-hmm. shut down it sends a signal to everybody. Look, hey, this is important. We are clo- we are not accepting revenue. Our rent, we're still paying rent these two days. Yep, yeah. and we're paying you to be there. Power right? still on. We're paying <laughs> you to be there, and it sends a signal. And I think that's powerful. And then I think it's powerful to have a reset moment when you're when you're mm-hmm. you're you're on a bad trajectory when you're going down the wrong road or you're having these problems. It's good to have that reset. But then you do have to follow up, and that gets to how do we find time for trading? Because the follow up is the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also think the reset, going back to that for a second, a lot of times what happens is there are so many processes, and we've talked about this too, there are so many rules in place that people might be training to all of those, but have lost sight of what the mission really is, of what the purpose really is, of who you really are as an organization. I think that is what can be so powerful about these resets, is that you can get people to connect the dots between, oh, okay, I do this process. Now I understand why I do it. And now I'm going to do it in a different way so that we really deliver on the mission. And that's the part that I think as you get bigger, as things scale, as companies grow, as you get more customers, that's what gets lost pretty quickly, even if you're making the time to train to process or do these other things. That's a great point. That's very very true because you do get lost in the we all get lost in the day-to-day every mm-hmm. organization bigger you are the more it happens yeah and that's a great point that it's a good way to reconnect to the purpose right and to the right. values and that's really true so how do you find time to train i believe that's a and we should say uh yeah we won't say make time how do you find time to train and one of the things we've done as far as you know, smaller businesses and retail is really the quick huddle I think that's one of the most powerful techniques you can do because formal training is where it really gets hard. Mm-hmm. Formal training is so difficult for the reasons I sort of elucidated a few minutes ago. With, you know, you've got one trainer, ten, four different groups, et cetera. But quick huddles are powerful. Take who's there. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're slow, there's four people on, pull two of them aside. Do a 10-minute refresh. Go over a technique or a policy or say, hey, so what's been happening this week? What have been some of the customer experience challenges? What have you struggled with? Mm-hmm. Boom. Tell them, hey, here's how I can help you. Here's here's what you could do that in that situation. And those little huddles are really one of the ways to sort of hack time. Mm-hmm. It's to find those little moments you can triage and you know connect the dots for people. I think that's a great point. And I also like when I've seen uh, some success with really trying to um, – use personal examples of people, making them kind of the 
lead by example person. So if you have a restaurant maybe saying to a server, you know what, I really like the way you did this. Will you share that with the team tomorrow in the morning meeting and having them really share what works because then that also helps them invest themselves and understand that they're more engaged just by being recognized like that and everybody can learn from each other, which I think is another really, you know, important part of training people as you go. Exactly. I learn from you all the time. I'm like, what would Jeannie do? It's you have a bracelet, don't you? <laughs> I do have a bracelet. What would Jeannie do? That's exactly what I have on my bracelet. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is really, truly, I, I read these things online and the people that sort of sit back and I don't think I've really been in the trenches that much mm -hmm. and, oh, well, you should train your people. And the execution on this is one of the hardest things there is in customer experience delivery. Tra yeah. Training and finding the time to train is literally one of the greatest challenges, and I don't think it's talked about enough because you know, when I look at it from a real-world perspective, from actually executing and delivering, it is really challenging. And mm -hmm. it's hard to not only do training, even those little you know, huddles I mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. they're not cohesive. They're moments, and they're great, and they're definitely a powerful technique, but they're not cohesive. They're not comprehensive. Mm -hmm. And so you end up with gaps. Okay, well, we worked with them on this, but they need help on three other things. Right. Well, and I think you think about how hard it is to make time for training in anything, you know, like people who want to uh, move up in their career. It takes it takes a lot of effort and planning and organization just to make sure that you're getting the right training to move ahead in with your own self. So when you multiply that by many people and many layers and many locations, it just gets more and more complicated. So I think, you know, what Starbucks and Chipotle are doing, it's it's important to reset. But I think to your point, every day you do have to make a little time for training and, and you have to think about how can we make more time for this moving forward and what's really important and what's effective. Because at the end of the day, the best thing about customer experience is people. And if they're not working the right way, then it's not going to work. Exactly. And you know, one thing we did leave out that's very important about training you What's get that? great customer service training and customer experience training from CTS Service Solutions and 360 Connect. <laughs> you know, we did leave that out. I'm you so know, glad you put that in. You can't outsource this. <laughs> so true. So true. All right. Awesome. Well, this was a great discussion, and this is actually one of my favorite topics. So I'm glad we finally got to it on episode 91 of Crack the Customer Code. This episode was brought to you by CTS Service Solutions. Did you know that you can hire me to speak at your next conference or meeting? My keynote speeches on customer service and customer experience are designed to energize and inspire your audience and to provide actionable takeaways that teams can use to immediately deliver hero-class customer service. Whether to an audience of business leaders or frontline employees, my talks explore how we interact with customers using some of the latest research in customer experience, psychology, and neuroscience. Your audience will leave energized, enthused, and ready to take action. Jeannie, you want to rock your next event? I do. How can I do that? Where do I go? You go to keynotespeaker.rocks. That is keynotespeaker.rocks. In the USA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I broke out of the dot com. I, got, I finally said I'm, I'm going to break out of this dot com thing, and we've got a dot rocks URL. Nice. Love it. I'm Jeannie Walters. You can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com and sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com and connect with me at 360connects.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.